0: Ja muna tirabana chori, ja kunjabi hari. Padava Kunjabi Radha Madava Kunjabi Hari Kupi Jada Vala Pagere Giddy <coughs> Jaya Gopi Jana Balabha ya shoda dana braj janan ranjan jana. chari chari Jayadha madhava kunja Gujar Bihar, Madhava, Punjab Bihar, Punjab
1: Bihar. Jai Om Vishnu as to Tharashara His Divine Grace, se I si see Bhaktivedanta Swami Maharaj, Sil Prahupadiki, yes. Anantakoti Vaishnava Vrindiki,
0: yes.
1: Namachaja Shilharidas Takoriki. Yes. Premsegahu Sri Krishna Chaitanya Babu Nityananda Se Advaita Gora Sivasarigora Bhaktivrindiki, Say, yes. Radha Krishna Kupkapinatha Samakunda Radha Govidanaki. Girigavadana, Se yes. damki Dhamki, Simayipurana Vajit Dhamki, se purushatam Chatraki Sigangamai ki jai Jayas Jumanai ki jai Bhakti Devi ki jai Tusi Devi Maharani ki Horinam Harinam jai Gantara Simat Bagudham ki jai Nitai Gaur Premandee Oh glories to the samadvaitis Oh glories to the samadvaitis Oh glories to the samadvaitis Oh glories to Sishi Guru and Gorango Gorcha and Prabhupad i <meleries> So we're reading from Śrīmad-Bhāgavatam, Canto 7. (coughs) The Science of God. Chapter 7 What Prahlad Learned in the Womb. Text number 34 Nishamya karma Gunan Utulian. Nishamya Karmane Gunan Utulian. Piriani Lila Tanubi Kitarni. Piriani Lila Yadati Pala kashrugad gadam Pala kashrugad gadam Pradkanta udgayati Roti atyati Or nyutyati I was just going to get a light out because I can't see the book. <laughs> That's what, um, you know, an N looks like an A. And, uh, but go on. Niranti glila tanubhi kritani Yadati hasho pulakasru gadgaram Kantanid Gayati Roti Nitati <laughs> <laughs> Nishamyakarmani Gunana Tulyan Gunanu Tulyan Nirany Lila Yadati hasot Pulakashrugadam Yadati Gadam Pradkanta udgayati Roti Nitati. Nishamyakamani Gunana Tulyana. Gunana Tulyana. Viryani Lila Tana
0: <coughs>
1: <coughs> yadati Viryani Lila Tanobi Gadam. Pradkantanu Gayati Rotin Vityati. Nisamyakarmani Gunana Karmani Gunana Tulyan Viryanila Viryani Lila Tanubhikritani. Yadati Yadati harshot pulakasrugad Gadam. Pratkanta kanta ud roti Nichati. ladies. Like <laughs> nishamya karmani gunan viryani kritani yadati hasot Rotkanta Udgayati wrote in with Yati Nisham Yakarmani Gunana Firyani Lila Tanobi Kirtani <coughs> Yadati Hashot Pulakastru Gad Gadam Padkanta Udgayati Rote Ritjate Nishamya Hearing Karamani Transcendental activities Gunan Spiritual qualities Atulyan Uncommon not generally visible in an ordinary person. Viryani. Very powerful. Lila Tanubhi. By different pastime forms. Kritani. Performed. Yada. When. Atiharsha. Because of great jubilation, great jubilation. <laughs> utpalaka, utpalaka. horripilation, <laughs> ashru, <laughs> tears in the eyes, <laughs> gad gadam, <laughs> faltering voice, <laughs> pratkam her <laughs> with an open voice, <laughs> udgayati, Gaya-ti. chants very loudly. Rauti cries Mrityati dances Dance. <coughs> I guess that's rauti right rauti R A U T I rauti not not roti like a, p- a chapati <coughs> uh. <coughs> rauti
0: hmm.
1: One who is situated in devotional service is certainly the controller of his senses. And thus he is a liberated person. When such a liberated person, the pure devotee, hears of the transcendental qualities and activities of the Lord's incarnations, For the performance of various pastimes, his hair stands on end on his body. Tears fall from his eyes and in his spiritual realization, his voice falters. What's the Sanskrit word for faltering voice in this verse? Put your hands up if you know what it is. Okay. What is it? Gadgarum. Yeah. Gadgarum. <laughs> Gah. Faltering voice. Sometimes he very openly dances. Sometimes he sings loudly. And sometimes he cries. Thus he expresses his transcendental jubilation. Hmm. Ati <laughs> Hasha. Harsha means happy, right? Atihasha means very happy. Atihasha is very happy. Purport The Lord's activities are uncommon. Mm. What's, a, what's, the, what's the Sanskrit word for uncommon? Hmm. Atulian. Atulian. Tula is the uh, is the um, is a, a a balance, a weighing. Use it for weighing things. Right? <coughs> Scales. Scales, isn't isn't that a isn't that a, a sign of the zodiac? Tula, right? What does it what does that mean? Tula, what it generally mean in English? Tula, scales. In in the in the in, in the sidereal horoscope, what's Tula called? What's the sign called? Libra. Yeah, Libra. Libra. Yeah. So, Tula means balanced. But Atula, atula means, you know, it's, it's, um, yeah, uncommon. Un, unprecedented. Unprecedented. Atulian. For example, when he appeared as Lord Ramchandra, he performed uncommon activities, like bridging the ocean. Uh, I saw a headline somewhere. Many headlines distract you, right? but this one was about Ram. This is about um, um, the age of the. Uh, formation of rocks between India and Lanka, well, Sri Lanka and they're saying it's at least 7,000 years old <laughs> okay similarly when Lord Krishna appeared he raised the Govardhan hill when he was only seven years of age. These are uncommon activities. So, you know, the the bridge to Lanka was made of rocks floating on the ocean and lifting Govardhan Hill. Krishna's only seven years old and he lifted Govardhan Hill with the little finger of his left hand. These are uncommon activities. Fools and rascals who are not in the transcendental position consider these uncommon activities of the Lord to be mythological. But when the pure devotee, the liberated person, hears about these uncommon activities of the Lord, he immediately becomes ecstatic and exhibits the symptoms of chanting, dancing, and crying very loudly and jubilantly. This is the difference between a devotee and a non-devotee. jnana timirandasya gnanjana salakaya chakshurun militam jena tasmaye sri guruve namaha sri chaitanya manobishtam stapitam jena bhutale svayam rupa Tadati Mukam karoti vachalam, Pangum langaya tegrim, Yat creepa tamahambande, Sri gurum dinatarinam. Are there any tissues over there? By any chance? Mm, okay, so <laughs> there's a description here of. Hmm. Of what? What does Prabhupada say? This is his description of who? Yeah, but what words does Prabhupada use exactly? It's in the purport. Uncommon activities? Yeah, that's of Krishna. But who's he describing? Who's this describing? What kind of person? Thanks. What kind of a person is being described here in this verse? Pure devotee. Pure devotee. Yes, a pure devotee. <coughs> hmm. That's interesting, isn't it? Does it have perforations? No. <laughs> A pure devotee. And Prabhupada contrasts, in the purport. Prabhupada contrasts the pure devotee with what or with who? Do you think? How are you thinking this morning? What kind of a person is Prabhupada contrasting? Non devotee. Yeah, and what does he call them? <laughs> what does Prabhupada call them in the purport? Non-divote. Fools and rascals. <laughs> yeah, fools and rascals. Why does Prabhupada call the non-devotees fools and rascals? Why? Why? true. Huh? true. Because it's true, maybe, yeah. Maybe. I have another reason. Say that again. Yeah, yes. Yeah, quite possibly. Yes, because Krishna says it. Right. Krishna is just following in the Parampara. Sorry, Prabhupada is just following in the Parampara. What is it? What's, what is it what is where what's the verse avajananti mammudha Ava mam Yeah, mudha avajananti mammudha so there's a different response there's a uh, and and you know we can tell people or we can understand the character or the qualities of a person by their behaviour. Uh The Chinsa Rupa went to the the flower supplier yesterday um, out near Dandenong. And um, when she got there, the order was all messed up. And so she had to wait when they, they went to the fa- they had to go to another farm and get flowers and blah, blah, blah. And um, the, um, the gentleman there was asking a Chincharupa how long she'd been going to the market for, right? And so she said, since 1980. <laughs> so he was like, whoa! <laughs> If <laughs> you going to the market longer than I've been selling flowers, right? And uh, they were apologetic about having messed up the order, and and she said they promised me everything. <laughs> Next time they promised me everything. She said, let's see. <laughs> uh, we've dealt with <clears throat> we've dealt with uh, salespeople before so yep we like it when people say yes 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 right yes yes for you I'll do anything but then we test them by their behavior right you may say so many things but let's test you to see whether you're true to your word or not otherwise it's just called lip service right lip service yes 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 and then when it comes to action something else happens so we can determine the qualities and characteristics of a devotee as we can determine the qualities and characteristics of somebody who's not a devotee. I remember going on Hari Nam in my first few weeks of staying in the temple. And um, we'd be driving in a combi, there'd be half a dozen of us. And there was one devotee who used to point out people on the street. And he used to say, oh, look at that guy, he's a real demon. And I look at him and I think, doesn't look any different to anybody else. How do you know he's a demon? How do you know? You know, not that he had horns coming out of the top of his head or something like that. But there's certain qualifications, there's certain characteristics Uh, I never could work out how you could tell a demon just by looking at them. You know, there are stories of, there's one story of a devotee, his name was Giridhari Rupa, and he worked in a fruit shop in Auckland, and he used to throw rotten vegetables at the devotees, right? So ostensibly he's a demon, (laughs) at least to start with, but, Uh in due course of time he became a devotee. Right? So we're not cast in stone you know, it's no the the, chara- the qualities and the characteristics are not fixed. Even even we see in the example of Bali Maharaj, we see in the example of uh, Prahlad Maharaj, we see that they're from demoniac families yet they're actually great devotees. Well, so general, generally the the, character, the the quality that's being described here or the the, the Um, characteristic of a non-devotee is that they are not able to appreciate the personal qualities of God, the personal characteristics. notice uh, Vasudev's got quite a confident character. <laughs> uh, he knows what he's doing, or at least he, he makes out like he knows what he's doing. <laughs> 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 I asked him the other day, how come you're so handsome? Well, uh, This is uh, at uh, Was it his birthday? I think it was his birthday, and he was dressed in a fancy suit. Uh, I said, "How come you are so handsome?" He says, "It's because of the clothes that I'm wearing," <laughs> which is a pretty interesting answer from a young fellow. So, this understanding of God as a person is not readily and easily understood. It's easy for people to, under, relatively easy for people to understand of a power, of an energy, of a force that, that is manifest in everything and is everywhere. And is all powerful. Anything that exists everywhere and in everything is has to be powerful. But to conceive of that energy or of that form, uh, that energy as having a form at the same time, is is a a step beyond the. ordinary experience of, of everyone. You know, that that all-pervading energy also has personality and can at the same time as being everywhere be in one place, as a person. That's very challenging, especially for the, for, the, for materialistic or, or for those without, Shraddha, actually, those without faith. That's why it's recommended that in order to understand these things, one has to come into the association of the devotees. This is why association of devotees is so important, so powerful, because the devotees have faith that God exists as the all-powerful, all-pervading, energetic, if you like, or the energy, but also is the energetic, the source of the power, right? And is situated in one place as a person. Not only in one place, in many places, actually. As I've mentioned before, uh, Krishna is, uh, God is a person, Uh, There is one God, right, but he's polymorphic also, he he exists in many forms, right? This is thoroughly bewildering for the materialistic people, right? How can God be one person, yet he exists all the time in many forms? Just, just, mind-blowing. So... Uh, and, and, and which is uncommon, right? Atulyan, right, that Krishna can manifest himself as Krishna, the Supreme Personality of Godhead, but also here, Ramchandra, Lord Nusringadeva, right? not only in, in human form, which makes sense, in one sense it makes sense, but, but also in the form of a, <coughs> a swan or in the form of a um, a boar, right? That, that's interesting, isn't it? You know, when you think of it, what does a boar do, right? What does a boar do that's that's unique? What does a boar do? In India, what do you see the boars doing? Hey Grieven, have you seen the boars in India? You haven't? Yeah, yeah what are they doing? I've seen them in What's that? I've seen them in goshala. You've seen them at the goshala. Yeah, what are they doing? What are the boars doing? Here? into each other. What's that? Into each other. Running into each other. Running into each other. Running with it, e- banging into each other. There you go. <coughs> what else are they doing? What are the boars doing? Goburindesh, maybe you know what the boars are doing in India. What are they doing? They're in the gutters. Yeah, they're just sniffing around eating stool. So why is Lord Vishnu appearing as a boar, right? Why? Well, when the earth fell out of its orbit, it fell into the lower part of the Gabbadoc Ocean, right? So you had to go down to that place, the, the bottom of the universe, if you like, pull it back out again, right? So, yeah, it's kind of like, why would the Lord want to take birth as a boar? When, you know, what do boars do? They just fight and... So when you think about it, the activities of the Lord are very uh, astounding. Amazing, and so the, the materialistic people have, uh, they just take these things as being mythological, not real, not true. But the devotee is different. When he hears or she hears of the activities of the Lord, then look at the, look what happens what are the qualities here that are described what's the first quality that's described here What's say control of the senses control of the senses oh that's interesting <clears throat> that's very interesting because that's not actually. That's not actually mentioned in the translation, well it's certainly not obvious to me.? Huh? But Prabhupada mentions that in the um, Purport, right? There's a quality of a devotee, and this is another, another challenging, another challenge for the materialistic mind. Is when, uh, when they see the devotees, then they see people who are just engaged like them in what appear to be ordinary activities, right? What to speak of Krishna being engaged in activities? <coughs> <coughs> they see the devotees <coughs> are engaged in the same kind of activities that they are and they can't understand how, how come, or even whether a devotee is actually advanced or not. Very difficult to determine, right? Whether a devotee is advanced or not because of his behaviour. It looks like the same as everybody else. He's eating, he's sleeping, He's doing business, like Prabhupada said, he's going to the bank, he's dealing with money, he's printing books, he's going and selling books. Uh, sometimes people, you know, devotees would be out on book distribution and, and people would be impressed by their sales abilities and they say, oh, I'd like to give you a job as a salesman. Uh, but a devotee is not a salesman, he's a devotee. Uh, but his behaviour looks just like the same as anybody else. So it's, it's bewildering. Krishna's behaviour is bewildering because he does uncommon things, and a devotee's behaviour is bewildering because he does common things. <laughs> and they think, oh, you know, a renunciate or a, 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 an advanced spiritualist leaves the material world and goes and lives in the forest. Right? This is the, the idea of somebody who's spiritually advanced. <clears throat> and it is true, they're detached. A spiritually advanced person is detached from the material world. That's exemplified in Chaitanya Mahaprabhu's example, Lord Chaitanya's example as a sannyasi as uh, the Goswamis, right? the six Goswamis, living under a different tree every night, living very, very simply, completely detached, completely renounced. Uh-huh. But then at the same time, also uh, Bhaktivinoda Thakur, uh, Bhakti Saswari Thakur, our Srila Prabhupada, you know, they, they were renunciates, but at the same time engaged with the material world. <coughs> but not with the idea of possessing, rather with the idea of utilising everything, knowing that it all belongs to Krishna and should be used in Krishna's service. This is real renunciation, or oh, Prabhupada mentions in, um, in the ninth canto, Feasible renunciation, very interesting. Or, I don't know whether, um, actually those those introductions to the Bhagavatam have come from Bhaktisiddhanta Sāsavadhi Thakur. So, feasible renunciation. In other words, understanding everything belongs to Krishna. Isavasyaṁ midaṁ. Saravam, everything belongs to God, right? But God's servant can use those things in the service of God and even though he's dealing with money or he's behaving apparently like everybody else, doesn't mean that he's a materialist. And here, here's one of the ways of determining. He has great faith in the pastimes of Krishna, and he's always engaged in Krishna's service. Yeah, okay, so that's the first thing. But what else? Apart from I'm talking about in the translation, what's the first item of ecstatic symptoms that's mentioned here? Starts with a H. And a word that we don't use very often. In the word for word. Is it in the word for word? Yes. yes. Utpuluka. Puluk, ut Horripilation. <clears throat> or here, hair stands on end on his body. Huh? What's the next item? Ashru, isn't it? Ashru. Well, actually it's mentioned here Atihasha. Right? Great jubilation. But what are the symptoms of that great jubilation? Horripilation, hair standing on end. Ashru, tears in the eyes. And then, gadgaram, faltering voice. Where's that gadgaram? Uh, Where's that? Hmm? No. Where's that? That's mentioned in the Gora Ati. Uh, What is it? Um, Shiva Sukhanarada, Prema Gadgada, isn't it? Lord Shiva, Sukadev Goswami. Narada Muni, right? Prema. They're feeling ecstasy in the arti of Lord Chaitanya. This is where we experience, very often, the devotees experience these symptoms in a kirtan or in a worship of the deity, right? Shiva, sukha, Narada, prema, gadgara. They're feeling choked voice when they're chanting, and then, then what is he doing? What is the devotee doing after that? Huh? Chanting loudly, yep. And what else? Dancing. Right? Or oh, rauti, rauti, rauti. Crying. And mrijati, dancing. Yeah. Yeah, Prabhupada mentions that sometimes people are amazed at seeing The Western devotees showing the symptoms of a devotee dancing and crying and chanting very loudly. And they say, this is very unusual. But Prabhupada says, actually, it's not unusual. It's a symptom of a a devotee and it naturally manifests, especially in uh, one who's a pure devotee. These things are actually irrepressible right because these are the symptoms these are, these are the symptoms of the residents of the spiritual world what is it every every step is a dance and every word is a song right and when these when the devotee comes into the association of the devotees, when the devotee uh, perform Sankirtan, huh? when they hear the topics of the Bhagavatam, when they worship the deity and, and uh, reside in a sacred place, because this, this is a sacred place, where all of those activities are taking place, then that's a sacred place. Then automatically the symptoms of ecstasy will manifest and they can't be repressed. They can be imitated, by the way. Uh-huh. They, can be, they, can, they can be imitated, <coughs> but um, irrepressible, in a devotee, a pure-hearted devotee. So this is the difference, Prabhupada says, this is the difference between a devotee and a non-devotee. Now how do we tell if somebody is imitating and how, to, uh, or somebody is the real thing. How do we tell? We need to be able to tell, right? You know there's that story about how the devotees would ask Prabhupada that, uh, you know, that they would, there were people who would come to the Krishna Balaram Mandir and then they'd roll around on the floor in the temple room and show symptoms of ecstasy and Prabhupada, he said, kick him in the head. <laughs> kick him in the head and see what happens. He said, if he doesn't take any notice, then you know he's a pure devotee. <laughs> you shouldn't have kicked him then. <clears throat> in other words, a lot of sahajas, a lot of, a lot of um, uh, imitators, imitation devotee, So how do we tell the difference between an imitation devotee and a real devotee, given that these symptoms can be, some people can display these symptoms and not be a pure devotee? How do we tell? Do we need, okay, first question, do we need to tell? You think, hands up if you think we need to be able to distinguish between a devotee and a non-devotee. Good idea, huh? (laughs) (coughs) Okay, how do we tell? Does anybody... Put your hand up if you think you know how to tell. Yeah, okay. What do you reckon, Sibya? But how do you tell, where's the the test? We don't have a piece of litmus paper and we can put it in their mouth and look at it and say, ah, strong faith. How do we tell? Hi, (coughs) Agriva? Controls his senses. Yeah, they could still be doing some devotional service, right? They could still be doing service. By good fortune in the association of devotees, they could be doing some service, but still don't believe in Krishna, right? Given they're imitating, what do you think?
0: It and act as if he's a pure devotee. Uh, but I guess if you spend some time with them and you see that you know how they handle the situations and see how they respond to situations and that's and, and are they looking for some kind of attention? Um I guess that's
1: <coughs> are they mm. real? Mm. Yeah. Are they real? Uh, Gopa, what's your analysis? Yeah, because uh, in the second chapter, Bhagavad
0: Gita is showing you the symptoms
1: of a the period One is not engaged in sense gratification. Yeah, not engaged in sense gratification. Yeah, that's one. But still, sometimes devotees actually we see are engaged in sense gratification, but they're still devotees. <laughs> huh? It depends on the so we can see Yes. The in different yeah, that's right. What does the Shastra say? How do we test? What's the first test? I mentioned it before. <laughs> huh? What was that? Kick him in the head. (laughs) No, no, that's, Prabhupada was just joking. I don't think that was seriously to be applied. You know, Prabhupada did have a sense of humor. (laughs) Yeah, you know, know, isn't that interesting how um, one has to take the order of the spiritual master seriously, but one also has to understand the mood, (laughs) right? Just because the spiritual master says you jump off a cliff, that doesn't mean you should jump off the cliff. Might be just testing your intelligence. Um, And I'll I'll give you an example of that. Uh, Not last year, but the year before, uh, I was in um, Vrindava with my guru, Maharaj. And I, I, I think I was, traveling around or you know moving around a bit and he said to me, I think you should come and live in India for six months of the year. So <laughs> oh, okay there's an instructor, how am I going to do that and then the next year I came back to him and I said I've been thinking about that instruction that you gave me about living in India for six months and he just laughed and he said that was just a joke. <laughs> He said you were moving around so much then. I was thinking you might as well not be in Melbourne. So I was just teasing you. <laughs> so yeah, you have to you have to test test the order of the spiritual master, or at least understand the the, the severity of the instruction and ask ask for more clarity, right? <laughs> Or the other story about how, you know, when the spiritual master gives you an instruction in a dream, then you should take it seriously. Uh, Any instruction from the spiritual master should be taken seriously. (laughs) So I remember I had a dream. My spiritual master told me to go and serve in Bali. (laughs) I should go to Bali. I guess going to Bali was an attractive idea at the time. And I thought, oh, I wonder if I should start making plans to go to Bali. (laughs) I thought, oh, I better wait. I'll wait till he comes and see if he, you know, gives me further instructions on going to Bali. And of course, when he came, he didn't mention anything about Bali at all. It was just a dream. (laughs) It was a bright idea that I cooked up in my head. (laughs) We have to be careful. So, okay, how do we tell, how do we tell? Uh, as Prabhupada mentions in the purport, generally a devotee is a liberated person because they're always engaged in devotional service. Right? That's, and as I, as I mentioned, that's not easy to understand Uh, because a devotee appears very often just like another, every every ordinary person, Uh, So there must be more and it's not kicking him in the head. (laughs) (coughs) So uh, it's mentioned in the Bhagavatam, and Prabhupada mentions it also, that we can tell a devotee by how they speak, right? What is the most important qualification of a person? Prabhupada says how they speak. This is in the second chapter of the Bhagavad Gita, right? How they speak. And what what is the characteristic of a devotee? How will they speak? And why is speech an important characteristic? Why is speech an important characteristic to judge anybody by, at least initially? Why is speech important? Do you think? It reveals one's mind. That's right. Yes, a person reveals their mind when they speak. Right. So what is a what is a devotee? S- speaking about according to the Bhagavad Gita, Satatam Kirtayanto Mam drida brataha, Right? They're always talking about Krishna, they're always serving Krishna. brata, with a firm vow. Right? This is why we. It's very interesting in the in the in the nectar of instruction it's mentioned that the best person is a person who chants the name of Krishna, right? Krishneti Yashagiri Tammanasa but Rupa Goswami suggests that we just offer respects to somebody who chants the name of Krishna right? but we offer our obeisances to Krishneti uh, what is it diksha chet pranati bis bhajanta sham um, we offer our obeisances to the to the, to the initiated devotees diksha dikchasti chet pranati bis bhajanta sham we offer our obeisances to those who have taken initiation why why do you think Yeah, and what does that mean in relationship to Drida Brata? Dridha Brata. What does Drida Brata mean? Drida. What does dridha mean? Firm. Determined, right? Firm. And Brata means what? Vow. vow. So, what has an initiated devotee done? What has he done? Taken a vow. What's his vow? At least in his com, what's the vow? Hmm? Yes. What else? Chanting. Chanting. Yeah. Chanting. And 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 and, and uh, Prabhupada says Prabhupada quotes Krishna what is it? Um Um associate with you become like right <clears throat> so we the devotees always talking about Krishna always thinking about Krishna that's manifest in his speaking about Krishna and also we test the person's speech if you like we test them like a cinchuripa said, I'll test the flower merchant next time when I go there. (laughs) He said so many things, but let's see if he lives up to his promise. So we also test the devotee to see whether he lives up to his promise, but best way to determine, or the the Shastra also says, we can test the devotee by the the mercy that they manifest in the instructions, in the advice, in the the presentations that they make, the um, advice that they give. This is the way to test. Uh, uh, the quality or the caliber of a devotee. And of course, if we see in their behavior the same characteristics, and that just reinforces the, well, in fact, that determines the validity very often of a devotee. So, um, we are very fortunate to be in the association of the devotees and to hear the pastimes of Krishna. Even we we may not be very advanced devotees. We ourselves may not have great learning, a deep understanding of the Shastra or a a deep understanding of devotional service. We may be just in in a beginner's stage, right? But of course, that's recommended by Rupa Goswami. Ado Shrada, we have some faith, then that faith brings us uh, sadhu sangha into the association of the devotees. And then in the association of devotees, what do we do? Bhajana kriya, we start also worshiping Krishna chanting Hare Krishna, was it Sankirtan, hearing the Bhagavatam, worshipping the deity, residing in a sacred place, we perform those activities that bring out these emotions, these these, uh, uh, qualities and characteristics of a devotee gradually will manifest in the heart of somebody who engages in these activities. So, um, we want the association of devotees. We need the association of devotees because by that association, then these good qualities will naturally manifest with the purification of the material attachments. And by the, especially it's mentioned in the Bhagavatam, in the beginning of the Bhagavatam, the, the Bhagavatam is our very means of conquest, right? And by regularly hearing the Bhagavatam, the influence of the mode of ignorance and the influence of the mode of passion is gradually dissipated, right? Very subtle, very subtle. You know, sometimes, uh, it, you know, it's, it's uh, the month of purusha right? So, you know, at the beginning of the month of time, there's always these messages going around. You've got to chant this verse. You've got to do this brata. You know, there's, you've got to do this or you've got to do that. It's like, oh, okay, oh, oh. Right? But actually, you know, all you need to do is keep doing what you should be doing already. <laughs> and there is a mantra. There is a mantra that you should be chanting. But have a guess what it is. Hare Krishna, Hare Krishna, Krishna Krishna, Hari Hari. Hari Rama, Hari Rama, 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 Hari, Hari. Pretty mystical, huh? <laughs> just chant that mantra, get that one down, and then all of your other mantras will just fall into place, right? All other mantras line up and pay attention to the Maha mantra. <laughs> really, when you think about it. And I also keep in mind, Prabhupada, I don't think you find anywhere that Prabhupada mentions the Adhika Purushata month in his books. I don't think you'll find it anywhere. And certainly Prabhupada does not mention that you have to do anything extra. Right? And, and if we do anything extra, then maybe we do it for preaching. Right? This is, it's interesting, with the month of Kartik, Prabhupada did, you know, recommend, encourage us to chant the Dhamma and to offer, can you know, offer lamps and so forth. But in a letter to Jayapataka he explains we're only doing that to attract people. Right? We do it to attract people. So interesting, Prabhupada's rationale for doing that. So may you know, in the adik Purushatam month. You know, we may do some things to attract people, but basically for ourselves, all we need to do is chant 16 rounds, follow the rules and keep doing your service, because it's powerful. You know, sometimes the devotees think, oh, I'm missing out on something. Oh, here's a mantra. Oh, yeah, I should chant that mantra. Right? That'll make me a pure devotee, but actually, Prabhupada has actually given us everything that we need to be a pure devotee. Right? And especially in the association of devotees, especially in the chanting of Hare Krishna, and especially in hearing the Bhagavatam. And in fact, you know, this is Rupa Goswami. It's not, it's not what Prabhupada has given us necessarily, But of course, of course it is what Prabhupada has given us, but that's what Rupa Goswami given us that's what's coming from the previous acharyas especially Rupa Goswami Uh, and and so we find the these instructions in the uh, Bhakti Rasamrita Sindhu in the in the Nectar of Devotion you know the basic practices of bhakti are super powerful extraordinarily powerful and and in that hearing regularly of the Bhagavatam what we're doing now gradually removes ignorance. So we wake up, I'm a servant of Krishna. Krishna is the Supreme Personality of Godhead. He performs amazing pastimes, which is all the Bhagavatam's about, when you think about it, right? The Bhagavatam is about all the amazing pastimes of Krishna, But not only Krishna, also his devotees. Right? I mean, think about it. I was was reading about Ambarish Maharaj the other day and how Ambarish, it's interesting how Ambarish came from such an incredible pedigree. And so his father was a, a, a devotee given. Transcendental uh, Instructions by Lord Shiva, and so very renounced. So it's interesting that Ambarish Maharaj's, um was so detached himself, he was so detached, yet looked like an ordinary person. And so when Duvasa Muni came along, you know, not recognizing Ambarish Maharaja's exalted character exalted personality this is why devotees are are, are a challenge in many respects right Marish maharaj just looked like an, an ordinary materialist right king of the 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 seven isle you know the all of the varshas right he's practically the emperor of the of the whole universe right So he looks just like an ordinary king. And you know, king means money and politics and all of that. So Duvasa Muni comes along and just thinks he's an ordinary person. Well, not, obviously not an ordinary person, but still not a very advanced transcendentalist. Uh, But then Duvasa Muni made the mistake (laughs) of being offended by Ambarish Maharaj and so he pulled a hair out of his head, wasn't it? And threw it into the ground and out came a big demon to chase Ambarish Maharaj. Well that was a big mistake. <laughs> huh? And so uh, what happened? The Lord Vishnu's Sudarshan Chakra came along and chopped off the head of the demon, right? And then started chasing Durvasamuni all,
0: <laughs>
1: all over the universe. Huh? And Durvasamuni by, you know, by uh, um, ashram was more exalted than Ambarish, right? He was a sannyasi renunciate, right? the epitome of renunciation, and Amrish Maharaj is the king, you know, embroiled in so-called material affairs, uh, and so therefore a lesser, ostensibly a lesser person. So Duvvasarmini just, cursed ah, curse that rascal. Huh? But the next thing he knew, he, he's, his tail was being singed by the Sudarshan Chakra. Ouch! <laughs> so even he and, and just how elevated is Duvvasamuni, how elevated is he, he goes to Vaikuntha. He's able to get into the, you know, get past Jaya and Vijaya. <laughs> Maybe Jaya Vijay Vijaya was still in the material world at that point. So, and, and you know, begged Lord Vishnu, please, please, have the, call off your chakra. And what did Lord Vishnu say? No, I can't. You have to go to the person that you offended and get forgiveness from him. So this illustrates the potency of a devotee. He was just a householder devotee. And what was he doing? Savaimana Krishna Padara Vindayo Vachamsi Vaikuntha Gunanovanane, talking about Vaikuntha, thinking about the Lord's lotus feet. And my favourite line, Karo Harer Mandira. What did he do? Hari Mandira Karo. Right? Went to the temple. And when he got to the temple, what was he doing? Shu. He was cleaning the temple. Uh, so he's the king of the, the king of the universe. And what does he do? He goes to the temple and looks on the roster and sees where his name is, and he goes and does his service. Uh, so just doing the same things we do. Right? Just doing the same things. Uh, what is it? Shrutim, hearing. Chakara, again, karo, that word, kara, chakara, and hearing shrutim achutakata, right, hearing the pastimes of Krishna. So very interesting that, that Ambarish Maharaj just was a humble devotee, effectively, Okay, like he's the king of the, is not, he's quite unique, obviously, but Interesting to note that his father was also very detached and very renounced. Right. So wealthy, but also understanding the wealth belongs to Krishna. I use it in Krishna's service. Whether I have it or not, I don't care. This is the, the you know the quality, the characteristic of such an exalted personality. So Bhagavatam gives us. The pastimes of Krishna, but it also gives us the example of very advanced devotees. So when we're when we're always engaging in hearing these qualities and these characteristics, and have a guess what? We get those qualities and characteristics too. Amazing. By associate sangat, what is it sangat? Sanjayate Kama, right? in, 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 the, in the second chapter of the Bhagavad Gita, Prabhupada quotes. Sangat Sanjayate Kama, which means basically you become like those who you associate with, right? You develop the same dev- desires as those who you associate with. So when we, and, and this is why we come to the temple. We can assume that's why Ambarish Maharaj came to the temple too. And, and it's also described in his behaviour. Um, what did he? How did he engage his sense of touch? There's a, how did he? How did Maharaj Ambarish engage his sense of touch? Yes, he would embrace the devotees. Oh, Arimbal, Prabhu. Huh? what we do, we like to associate with the devotees and we like to embrace them, right? In fact you see Lord Chaitanya and, and uh, uh, Ramananda Roy, what happened when they embraced? When Ramananda Roy and Lord Chaitanya embraced, what happened? <laughs> huh? uh, they, they had all of these symptoms, horripilations. <laughs> in fact, they both fell on the ground unconscious. <laughs> uh, that'd be nice, eh? Huh? You embrace a devotee and then you fall on the ground unconscious, start shaking. No, we're, we're just happy to be in, in each other's company, right? Very simple. Actually, you know, this process of bhakti, we don't have to add... Add extra vratas and extra mantras. Right? We don't have to. We've already got enough. We've got enough. <laughs> Just four rules, that's enough, isn't it? <laughs> that's enough. But keeping in the association of devotees, chanting Hare Krishna, hearing the Bhagavatam, worshipping Radha Balaba, Gaunitai, Jagannath Balaram, Subhadra worshipping Prabhupada, extraordinarily powerful if we let it because we hang on to our attachments you know then we won't make pro- we won't make advancement but if we take if we take advantage of the simple things that we've been given and appreciate their potency then we will we'll make spiritual advancement without having to add extra extra brattas right? and, and, you know, uh, ch- go and chant Hare Krishna and distribute books, distribute prashanam. that's all we need to do basically if we do those things and, you know, and we're doing it actually in Melbourne you can see the devotees are doing it well. So many bhakti riksha engagements, right, so the devotees are coming together and associating, hearing the philosophy, chanting Hare Krishna, taking prasadam. It's happening. But also we need to be out there on the streets, give the holy name, give transcendental knowledge and uh, increase the sangha of devotees, basically. That's our process. And doing those things, we are guaranteed we're guaranteed to come to this, this platform. It, it'll happen. Automatically, it'll happen. And, and because these, quali- these characteristics or these qualities are actually inherent within everybody. Nitya it's Siddha it's, Krishna Prem, Sadya Kabunai, it's the perfection of Krishna consciousness, as is mentioned by Krishna Das kaviraj actually within the heart of everybody. And these activities, what we're doing, automatically brings it out, right? It'll automatically come out. <coughs> mm. Okay, Hare Krishna. Gondaraj Simad Bhagavatam ki jaya Siddha Prabhupada ki Mahaprasadam ki